Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters. And you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. All right, everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And as always, I've got my gracious co-host in Boston, MA, the president and CEO of Snark Industries, the indelible, indigestible, invisible Ignacio. How are you doing, sir? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for that intro. That was fantastic. Uh, It's great to be here, dude. Great to be back doing the show. Um, I realize that every time I start off the show, it sounds like we've been gone forever, when really it's it's just been a week. But like so much is happening. In the, in the life, stuff. in the life you know, of some thing. insects, though, that's like a lifetime. It is. That's a good point. It's that's been a lifetime point. since we've spoken. So, uh, but this week, yeah, I, I I didn't really get any more feedback off of my um, return of the egg or like trying to do '90s hip hop yeah. songs or like R&B songs with like my name into yeah. it incorporated into the intro. So I'm just going to drop it for now. But yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see if the audience wants so that to come you, back. Would you say it's? Uh, Come to the end of the road. Yep, that's a good one too because I had that song in mind for my next one. <laughs> of course, you did. but uh, didn't just didn't come to fruition. But that's fine that's because fine. you know we got plenty of stuff to cover this week. And so honestly, much. Dude, we San Diego Comic Con. We could chit chat back and forth just about how we're doing, but we we got to we got to just dive in. We got to just dive into that sweet San Diego waters mm. and talk about some Comic Con. Not just um, sipping our toes. We're going full body. Yeah, um, just the nerd bo was just so out of control. You can smell it from here. Um, it was intense. There was a lot of people at this comic con, as there always is every year. It's the biggest one, and we just got a barrage of trailers thrown at us. I mean, just trailer after trailer after trailer. And on top of that, there's trailers we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, you can only just read unreleased trailers. Unreleased trailers, which we will probably see. Uh, soon enough there's trailers that aren't even really trailers like the uh, justice league one yeah um it was just trailer week i mean marvel and dc just came out swinging both of them i mean they're 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 ready to go i think they i think this is maybe the first year where these companies really understand like they kind of they're the kings of the hill you know they they own the playground castle yep kings of the castle um, oh, Kings of the Hill too. I, I just said Kings of the Castle because okay. I wanted to. But. Right, but but like you know, they own the entertainment world right now, and it feels like they've really got a firm grasp on it, and, and they're really going full force. I love it. Of course, as a giant nerd, this is great. It's a great time to be a nerd. Let's jump into it though, man. Uh, Justice League. So we got this. What they call they're calling a sneak peek. It's not actually a trailer, but damn if it doesn't look like a trailer. Um, now just a little bit behind the scenes, behind the uh, curtain, so to speak, you and I had discussed about possibly playing the trailers on the podcast like we do, um, usually, but there's just so many that if we did that, we almost would have zero time to actually talk about any of this stuff. So what we're going to do is link all the trailers down into the thread on Facebook. Um, so for anyone listening to us off of iTunes, um, if you jump over to our Facebook page at Facebook forward slash Neil before pod, uh, you'll be able to see all the trailers and pictures and things that we're referencing throughout the podcast. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this justice league trailer. Um, well, I mean, sneak peek, whatever. Uh, so it's basically what that reporter had talked about. You know, we talked about it before in a previous podcast where 
the reporter basically typed out a script sheet of of what he saw. Did an excellent job because we actually saw uh, a decent chunk of that scene with uh, with Ben Affleck and uh, Urza Miller. Uh, so uh, Batman and Flash, uh, respectively. We also got a giant chunk of Aquaman. And let me just—I want to get your thoughts on this, Sig. But the thing I really want to know is. Or the thing I really want to point out is that DC did it, man. Warner Brothers did it. Aquaman looks cool. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and, I mean, okay, so yes, I think we should start with off with the positives because, like, we tend to kind of crap on DC stuff, especially, like, Batman vs. Superman, which is uh, a kind of a mess. Um, and, yeah, dude, I think Aquaman looks awesome. And I think... Um, Definitely, like, the introduction of Flash and you got Cyborg in it. Um, you know, I kind of have my issues with, like, it's a little weird that you're essentially introducing these guys for the first time. Like, you're actually seeing them for the first time in this kind of a trailer. Right. Um, since these are all characters that are, who are going to have their own movies. It's a little bit weird. Like, it's disjointed. And, and maybe just because we're used to the way Marvel does things, that it's like, what? That's weird. Like, um, to, like, you know, get your first taste of how cyborg is going to look in a movie is just kind of this almost like just kind of you know what one of many scenes in this it's trailer. just like a quick almost like a throwaway little image yeah just... it wasn't like a huge reveal but um the positives are it looks it looks like they've definitely changed the tone of this movie compared to, to bbs um i think that was clear i think they obviously realized that that it wasn't working out and and they weren't going to be able to keep that going there's a lot more jokes a lot more levity um, you, you, we finally got to see the scene with, uh, with Bruce and flash, um, and like how that's definitely similar to the Iron Man Peter scene, uh, from civil war, but Hey, that's a good thing, man. Those scenes, they work. It's good to see these characters as just humans. That's how you can relate. <coughs> to them. Right. Uh, I like that, man. But yeah, going back to your question, I think Aquaman looks, looks really cool. Like they're obviously doing something very different with that character and as they should, because you can't really do Aquaman the way he looks in the comics. Cause that right. would be insane. Um, so I like that. They just decided you well, know, we're going to do a 180 completely here. Like not even close. Uh, he just looks like a badass, you know, yeah. and that's, that's what he should be. So, you know, yeah. cause Aquaman is definitely, I think in the comics or people that don't really know the character very well, just think he's just, this wimpy dude he's actually super powerful yeah and... he's like almost superman level strong i mean he's like really strong he's nigh indestructible you know you say that if they did aquaman like they do in the comic that wouldn't translate but to that i say that they say orange is the new black <laughs> well i mean there's a whole season of entourage that's basically about this and like right how how much of a joke it is to make an Aquaman movie. I mean, it's like a punchline. This was before Aquaman the movie was ever even a thought. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when you see that season, it's like, it's just a joke because, like, they, they actually come up with a costume for him. And it's it's insane because, like, it's it's hard because every iteration of, of Aquaman has very, you know, he has, like, very fish-like features to his look. And that just yeah. looks silly. Like, it, it, you know, it worked in its time, but now it's... You have to really update that character. No, you know, and this is a and that's a great point. This is a good instance where they realize that translating this character to a different medium in movies, they they changed his look and it is really good. Like it fits what a movie like what you need on a movie screen. 
And yeah, it's nothing like the comic book costume, which is fine, which is actually a good thing. So, you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of nerds are real sensitive about that kind of stuff. We've talked about it before. We've joked about it before. Ah, his cane's in the left hand, not the right hand. You know, that kind of thing. But, but sometimes they actually do make it better. Or, like, they at least make it better for this particular iteration or translation of the character. And, yeah, uh, I think you have, to, you have to adjust the character to fit whatever medium you're using, right? Right. It's one of the reasons I think going back to like a point we've made or I've made in the past that I think like Mr. Fantastic doesn't work in movies. <laughs> right. Like he looks cool. I mean, it works fine in comics, but like his power just looks kind doesn't of doesn't translate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, this is like a Laffy Taffy. It looks like a Laffy Taffy. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's just not cool. Like it doesn't have a cool element to it. Uh, and that's that's the problem with Aquaman. Aquaman does not have a cool factor at all related to him in the comics. I mean, at least you know yeah. the, the 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 Aquaman that we think of when we think of Aquaman. Right. Um, but that's going to change now, probably. I think and, I think and, it, I think it will. Yeah. I mean, and now, let me ask you something real quick here. What are the odds that after Justice League comes out, after Aquaman movie comes out, that the Aquaman in the comics starts to look a lot like? Aquaman from the movies, like I, I think hundred percent, right? Yeah, I mean that's really likely, and that's something we've seen with other comic yeah, properties too. Yeah. So it's yeah, I mean I, I think it would be a a missed opportunity to not go that way, or at least at least test it out. I mean, especially because yeah. comics are <laughs> comics are just not are just struggling in general. So like for them, it's pretty easy to just try something out because they're they're constantly trying new things. That's why they keep rebooting things. Like the rebirth, like the secret wars, like, so yeah. So I'd be shocked if they didn't try to capitalize on this with, with a new Aquaman. So the other thing that really sticks out from the trailer, and you touched on this just a second ago, but there's a lot of levity and humor in here, Uh, whether it's Bruce and, and Barry, whether it's uh, Diana and Bruce, like the, the little conversation that they have um, about whether Aquaman's going to join them or not. And he's like, more or less. And right. she's like, more and more or more or less. And he's like, uh, more or less. And then she's like, he <laughs> right. said no. And he goes, yeah, he said no. Um, that's good. Like that little playful back and forth. That's the stuff that was missing, sorely missing from BVS. Um, I'm really glad that they decided to move things in a different direction. Uh, we're going to be talking about Suicide Squad a little bit later, but I'm really curious since that movie was technically made before, you know, the edict for Warner Brothers DC to 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 be more fun and to have more levity. I wonder how that movie is going to transition into what their new vision of what the DC Cinematic Universe is going to be like. The Wonder Woman movie? No, no, the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, because... I mean, I I think Suicide Squad's pretty different. I think I'm more con- kind of concerned with Wonder Woman. Because that definitely was made under the umbrella of, of the super serious kind of DC universe. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to talk. We, I mean, do you want to start yeah, talking about Wonder Woman now? No, no, no. We, we can get into that. I mean, to your question, I'm not as worried about that. I mean, I would have been in the past, but I, I feel like Suicide Squad, from what I've seen at least, feels feels very different. And it's just, and it's probably different because it's it is. I mean, it's it's different from most comic book movies in that it's. Yeah it's a you know the protagonists are all bad guys so yeah and we'll talk uh, to Suicide Squad a little bit later um yeah, sure. anything else in particular really stand out for you on this uh, what do you think I, about the I, Flash's costume did you like that it's a little I, I'm not crazy a little about bulky that. it's a little bulky it's a little too much like yeah. the Flash is like one of the most streamlined yeah that's the that's the that's the word that comes to mind right streamlined and this is not streamlined 
And no, it's like if Spider Man had all these little weird little like, armor plates things added yeah. to them. Like, just it's not necessary. <laughs> I think so. I, I actually researched this a little bit, and there's a video game out there called Injustice. It's actually pretty popular. It's made by the guys who did Mortal Kombat, and it's a DC fighting game. But in that in that game, the Flash's costume is kind of like this. It's got like it's got texture to it. It's got layers. And apparently that's what they were looking for. Like they really, whoever, I don't know who decided this, but somebody decided that they really liked the Injustice version of the Flash. And they were just like, we'll take that and put him here, which is yeah, fine. I, I guess it works. I mean, I, I think I think also comic book movies have tried to kind of try to make the costumes seem more what you would see in real life. You know, Practical like a, a, a costume that's skin tight isn't necessarily the right. greatest thing for crime fighting because you probably need something that's got padding on it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like if you were going to go out and fight crime, even if you had superpowers, you'd probably want a little more protection than Unless just Luke Cage spandex. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. um, so I think, you know, there's like, there's definitely logic that goes into it, but in the end it's like, do comic book fans really care about that? I think they just want someone, a character who looks cool. Like when they're, when they're in action. Yeah, um, I had to see more of it, but my first look, I'm kind of like on the fans. I'm not crazy. Yeah, about. it's not. Yeah, me too. And I'm not like super huge fan, but I don't think it's going to be distracting. As long as it's not distracting, that's fine. I think the other reason why they maybe went this way is that the TV show, right? There's already a TV show Flash, and that yeah, that character's costume is very streamlined. And uh, yeah, and it's great. It's, it's a great costume, but they obviously don't want to make the same costume, so. They had to differentiate in somehow. Um, but yeah, anything else stick out for you? For uh, I'm kind of worried Cyborg's going to be left out. Left like, in, you know, I guess. Maybe the, the odd one out. The odd one out. Yeah, I just don't. It wasn't a whole lot. I mean, to just kind of reveal his character that way without really much of any kind of background was, I don't know, to me felt weird. Like the other characters all got some background. Unless, unless I missed it. I don't believe Cyborg no. had much. You, you saw him walking with a high school jacket or whatever. Yeah, that's about it. it. But uh, aren't they but still like shooting Flash the film? And Aquaman had moment. Yeah, that's so, true. I look, so and, it, and this wasn't even like a legit trailer, right? So like, we're obviously criticizing this on just on just this early trailer, and who knows? I mean, maybe there's 30 minutes of cyborg backstory, and you know, and whatever. This won't be an issue. But um, just going off the trailer, um, that was one thing where I was like, huh, maybe that's a sign that he's going to get a little short shrift here. But outside of that, man, I got to say. It might not be the perfect trailer, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. I, I think yeah. I don't see anyone arguing the opposite. I think DC listened to the fans. More importantly, I think Zack Snyder listened to the fans. And I think they're trying to do something about it. So good for them. And I, I, I think it looks better. It looks definitely more promising than yeah. than the stuff we were seeing for Batman. Just Superman. tonally, it's so different from BVS. Like, it's just night and day. And uh, that's great. It's good to see. Uh, really excited. Good job, DC. See, we don't always show on DC. Like, sometimes. So, by the way, who is the right? villain in this movie, Justice League? Isn't it? Um, wow, what's his name? The we, the the uncle of uh, of uh, not Thanos. Oh, uh, we already talked about it. That's right. Yeah, but he wasn't anywhere in this trailer. No, nah, he wasn't. Uh, it was a Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wanting to say Velcro. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I love that. Like. Of all the villains for the Justice League to be like, okay, we need to get together, all of us, because it's going to take all five of us or six yeah. or however many there are. Yeah. The bad guy is Steppenwolf. That's just, that's great. Um, 
But anyway, obviously the the idea is that Dark Side. Is, that's it. The uncle of Dark Side, not that. Yeah, well, they'll get to Dark Side. I guess that's smart to not kind of blow that huge character yet. They um, kind of already blew Doomsday, so you yep. know. Yep. Uh, good job, kind of guys. Um, but well, yeah, you know so yeah, go ahead. No, so okay, let's let's move on to one of the other uh, titular characters in the Justice League sneak peek, uh, Wonder Woman. So we actually got to see a Wonder Woman trailer. Get to see Chris Pine being very Chris Piney. Oh, <laughs> so Chris Piney in this trailer. But uh, we see some pretty cool action sequences out of Wonder Woman. Uh, I was a pretty big fan of the way they're shot. For a second, I was like, wait a minute, did Zack Snyder direct this movie too? Because <laughs> there's especially one sequence where it's like a slow motion. She's jumping like up and around as somebody who's about to shoot like a musket or something. And she's yeah. shooting like a bow and arrow, and it's really cool. It looks awesome, but it's like a straight up Snyder move. And uh, well, there was that report that he was like hands on involved right? in all the DC movies, right? So yeah. like maybe maybe that was the one scene they gave him. Or something. You know what though? If that is the one scene they gave him, okay, because it looks good. <laughs> like it, well, that, that, and that's what I've been cool. saying all along. Like Zack Snyder uh, is a good cinematographer. Yeah, like the guy amazing. knows what he's doing visually. Like yeah. he can create very impactful and cool looking scenes. Yeah, um, he's just been kind of a mess as a director. So I mean, yeah, I mean to use his skills to just make a, a badass action scene that, that that's cool. Yeah. Though I mean, the, he has he has been criticized for like not really being great at like editing certain action sequences. Right. Where, like sometimes you don't really know what's happening and it's right, kind of hard. To lost. See. It's a little bit Michael Bayish. Yeah. yeah, but as far as just like framing a shot and making it as beautiful as possible, I mean Zack Snyder is is really good at that. Um, yeah, he is. Um, now, I think that you you weren't quite as keen on this trailer as I am, um, and you are you have some concerns. So, what are some of those concerns uh, that you you're seeing with this trailer? I, so it's the same as before. I'm just, I mean, I think it's awesome that there's a Wonder Woman movie, mm -hmm. and whatever. I'm 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 gonna go see it, and I'm positive about it. I'm just still not like totally sold on Gal Gadot, and I think it's probably because I just need to see more of it. But I don't know, man, even even like delivering some of the lines in this trailer, I'm just like, man, this is going to be a struggle. You it's think not, she's a bit stiff? Like it's a bit stiff, but it's also challenging for her because it's not. I mean, you can tell she's got a very she's got an accent. So like <laughs> some of the stuff I think is just difficult to, to pull off. Um, do you think do you think maybe that's purposeful for them because she's supposed to be Amazonian? Yeah. And so yeah. And that might work. But I just still. I don't know. There's something with a delivery that I'm just I'm kind of questioning. Right. I'm not I'm Would just you, not there yet. Do you feel it's like she's not... a bit wooden with her delivery? That's a, that's are you are you like trying to to say these things yourself or like what is No, these are just happening? thoughts coming to my mind. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I I no, I guess look, man, she didn't really do a whole lot in BVS, right? right. Like she she was really kind of let's be honest, kind of eye candy for most of that movie. Yeah. Um there were some cool action scenes and she looked cool with the lasso and like that looks cool in this movie too but this is a full movie about her yeah. so like she's yeah. gonna have to carry some scenes and i just i've <sighs> never seen her do that i'm not saying that she can't i'm just skeptical yeah that's it well okay uh, so so actually here's a here's a good little there's a good little sequence on the back end of this trailer that i think we can talk about that that is a little bit more about timing comedic timing and acting right 
and and it's when she uh as diana and prince is talking to, to chris pine's character who is character's name i think is steve trevor really two first names steve trevor okay <laughs> and then uh, his secretary right and played by pam from the the original office oh not pam i'm dude. sorry don, don. 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 Ah, I'm mixed did up. it again did it again sir don don from the original bbc office um and it's a little comedic back and forth uh so in that scene do you feel that that she's not quite carrying her her side of it i did know that there was a little bit of going back to your word stiffness or woodenness yeah wooden. in that delivery but yeah. i do like i like the line i think there's a couple of lines in this movie that are very much like feel like statements you know like the whole yeah don't tell me what to do. I don't. That's I like that line though. That I line. really liked that line too. No, I'm, like, I'm saying these are good things. Like, I'm, sort of, I'm, like he's trying to protect her, and then she's like, you know, you, you don't, you can't tell me what to do. But yeah, right. And like that's that's good. I mean, whatever. You're supposed to kind of like invert these things. Obviously, if you have a a female mm-hmm. protagonist, like this is not about, you know, the guy saving the woman. This is like, or or being protective of her. Like she's she's the person who needs to be taking the lead so like that's important to have those kind of lines in there right um but then also like the whole being a secretary is like being a slave <laughs> essentially uh it's good though all right i mean that's hey this is we're about to hopefully fingers crossed select our first female president so you know oh oh cbc getting political oh yeah right so political to be against <laughs> donald trump i know <laughs> Really going out. By the way, way, again, Modoc is Trump in the <laughs> Spider Gwen universe. God, I love that. I just love you that. Even call that political to just be like, "Hey, don't vote for Trump." Like that's not political. That's just like that's just like save dude, the just, world. Just like, like yeah, don't be against sense. the world ending kind of thing. <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, no, fair, 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 fair. Um, going back to Wonder Woman real quick. Uh, so obviously the action sequences are the highlight of this trailer. Did you get that? This is the sense that I got. But tell me what you think. Um, there's this sequence where like, she's like walking towards like an army. Yeah. Like an, like an open battlefield. And to me, and I wonder if this was the direction they gave her or they gave the cinematographer or whatever, but it's like, she's like a tank coming at them and they're That's trying cool. to no, take I didn't, her down. I just got this like tank imagery in my mind, the way she's moving, like just like moving toward them and they're trying to like push her back. But she's just an unstoppable force. I really liked that. I was just like, oh, this is so cool. It's like she's like a human tank. This is neat. This is Yeah. And like going back to a point I've made in previous episodes, like they need to and I think they I think they showed that they know how to do this because in the trailer it comes across really well. Gal Gadot is not a very big person, a very big woman when right. you just see it in real life. Right. So you have to you have to find a way to make her look imposing and also believable right. as a badass who can like really inflict some damage they, they did that in yeah. in this trailer and if they're if they're using a figure like gal gadot's and making her and making you think of the image of a tank right then they're doing their job doing right. it right I mean, that is yeah. that's like that's like magic essentially i mean yeah it is like, yeah so no that is promising and i think i think that looks really good the, the the action sequences look really great i also like that we can finally see some color in her costume yeah <laughs> like uh, Zack Snyder, I, I don't remember seeing any reds or really anything with her costume. It seemed like it was just pure black. I don't know if it was because it was actually black or because it was so damn dark in that movie that you couldn't see anything. 
Uh, but in this movie, it's nice to see some reds and some blues, even though they're like very muted. Um, it's still cool to see them get a little bit closer to the to the the Wonder Woman, the the traditional Wonder Woman look, or the kind of iconic Wonder Woman look. Yeah, iconic. Um, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. So, <clears throat> okay, uh, moving on to the next <laughs> movie in the DC slate, and actually, it's the one that's coming up very quickly. In fact. It's going to be on us, what, next week? Is it next week that it comes out already? It's next week, yeah. Wow. Um, tickets. Yeah, get those tickets, man. Uh, Suicide Squad. We got the final trailer, um, which was a composite of a lot of stuff that they've shown in the other trailers with a few extra sequences. Uh, but another cool thing that they did for the the comic con audiences and they luckily have released it online as well is that they did these little vignette sequences uh, of each of the characters and you know we talked about that really cool movie poster which by the way i went to the movie theater last week and that's the poster that they have up oh cool that really cool pop art one yeah i like that a lot actually i think i might buy that poster if i can find it like it's it's a really cool looking poster but these little vignettes are really cool now granted (laughs) They they, they 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 use the same music cue pretty much. It's ballroom for blitz them, for every for single blitz. one. And it's man, by like the third one, you're like, oh no, no more with the song plays. I love this song. Like, I mean, well, <laughs> to be fair, they weren't meant to be like played one after the other. <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But no, but that's how they showed them at the at Hall H, though. I think and, really. Yeah, I, I think so. Really? Okay, that's kind of shocking. Actually. I might be wrong yeah. about that, but I think and and, and maybe we'll get Tim to. To confirm that, uh, see if he he happens. Oh, that's to... right. We have our inside man. Inside yeah. man, the inside man. Um, our little um, our little Clive Owen, I guess. Oh, nice reference. Hey, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um. So, who also who uh, my parents referred to as Clyde Almonds. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Mister Almonds. Table for two. Like guys, that's not his name. Anyway, go ahead, dude. Well, I mean, they named you Pistachio, so they didn't do that. Nope. Something no, that was know. no, uh, that was a restaurant in Dallas. Uh, I ordered food, yeah. went to pick it up, and I was as I was waiting, and I left. I, dude, I told him my name over the phone, and the guy just picks up my order and goes, "Pistachio." <laughs> dark so thing. good, man. So good. Um, but they do this thing with these vignettes. But the really cool thing is they're animated, so it's like. The, well, the, the beginning is. Yeah. The very beginning of it is. Well, yeah, of the beginning. So, right. okay, yeah. It starts with, like, a little, like, them walking to the camera with, like, essentially the same kind of animation that you see in that trailer that you mentioned. Right. Very kind of pop art, very pop colorful. Pop art poster, yeah. That's and that then art. it transitions to, like, actual footage from the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then it breaks down, like, at the very end, it's, like, the character's name, their alias name, like, something they like and something they hate or whatever. And it's like, whatever that part's kind of dumb. Yeah. Like Harley Quinn's favorite food was pudding. Ah, pudding. Um, and Joker's and favorite Joker's, joke. Yeah. What was his favorite joke? Bat- Batman. Uh, oh, grown. So Boo. DC marketing. Boo. <laughs> Get off the stage. Boo. Boo <laughs> on your face, man. That's, that's, that's bad. Terrible. Okay, but, but like his name is the Joker. He's got better jokes than that. He's definitely got better jokes than that. Um, so, but we saw, you know, again, you know, and actually, uh, there was a thing in the Ringer, which is like, you know, the the new venture 
from from Bill Simmons. But they they did this thing about trailers and how movie trailers. Yeah, it was really uh, good. We don't really need them anymore. Like they're they're sort of unnecessary. When was the last time that you wanted to see a movie, but then saw a trailer and it made you feel differently? Like uh, you must always. Are, yeah, like, you're, first, you're right. Once you knew Suicide Squad was like coming sec- out, you were going to see it. Like, they didn't matter right. what the trailers were. Right. Uh, and all all trailers, all they all they can do really is ruin things for you <laughs> because they'll reveal yeah. too much, a la BVS, you know, or, or, or just kill certain sequences for you within the film. Which, and I think there's val- validity to that argument. Uh, of course, now, this particular podcast is trailer heavy. We are all about the trailers because that's... You know, that's what happens. That's what, you know, that's the first stuff that comes out. But that being said, I I don't think they needed to do this final trailer. I get why they did, you know, because it's Comic-Con. And if you're going to do a comic book movie trailer, this is where you do it. But the movie's already coming out in a week. Like, do you need to get people in more of a frenzy about this movie? I feel like people are already, you know, they're already going to see it. As much as I agree with that ringer article from a personal perspective like i don't i i tend to not like trailers like i don't i don't like trailers especially that show you the whole movie yeah like i find those really infuriating i really hate those yeah um but that seems to be a lot of movies but at the same time like i don't think that article really took into account the marketing angle of this and if man if if there was some kind of research out there that showed that like multiple trailers decreases your viewership then movie studios wouldn't do them. I mean, I think right. the reason they do them is because they do get people to come watch them, and and they've so they're they, effective. They probably realize effective that every, evil is what you're saying. Well, like every new trailer has a chance to hook someone new, right? Someone who maybe didn't like the first trailer and then like sees something new in the second one is like, oh, well, that actually looks kind of cool. Um, so no, I, I listen. I think from a marketing perspective, it probably does make sense. Just from a from a consumer perspective of my own, like I I. I don't really like them. I don't really tend to seek them out. And I especially hate the ones that really spoil key points in a movie. Like BBS, uh, for sure. Uh, like BBS. I mean, but, you know, to your point, watching this last Suicide Squad trailer, and I think I think this is the reason that this, that this person even wrote that article. Like, nothing, there's really nothing new to it, right? I mean, I don't think I learned anything from that right. last trailer that I didn't already know from the from the first what three or four right um so from that perspective yeah but i can also understand the studio being like hey it's comic-con week let's throw we out gotta do something trailer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if it's there's just you know five seconds of new footage whatever like we just still gotta we gotta get the nerds talking like it's this is comic-con like we have to have our names out there right so it makes sense to me it's also a different world that we just live in now because you have YouTube, you have YouTube channels, you have YouTubers that literally all they do is break down trailers and like freeze frame trailers to look at stuff. And Yeah, dude. And like as much as like you and I, and I'm sure a lot of people will say that they don't like trailers, you and I still watch a shit ton of trailers. Oh, right? yeah, we and do. Like, so, does, so do other – like even though we, we hate the ones that give away a lot of movies, like a lot of the movies um, – People love watching trailers. Yeah, like it's... if you could tell me that I could see the Spider-Man trailer that was shown at, at Hall H this year, like right now, I would. We would not be talking right now. I would be watching that trailer. Yeah, right, right. I would watch that trailer like twenty times. Um, and let's be honest, like trailers are really good at hiding faults of movies. Like it is probably the best true. 
marketing tool you have as a movie. So it's <clears> Spider-Man <throat> 3. <'Cause> you're, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I know. No, that's perfect. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because Spider-Man 3, the Spider-Man 3 trailer made it look like it was going to be the greatest superhero <laughs> action film of all time. Yeah, it really did. It really did. And what the hell? But here's the. Let me just show, share real quick my experience with watching this most recent Suicide Squad trailer, and then we can move on. Um, I was watching it, and the in the back of my mind, there was a small part of me that's going like, "Please, please don't ruin anything. Please don't, right. don't, don't spoil the movie for me. Just don't do that. I don't, I don't even really care what's happening. But don't, don't BVS me." for this because the movie's coming out in next yeah. next week don't give me doomsday I don't, don't give me doomsday like d- yeah. just like you guys have been doing a pretty good job so far i love the music cues they're great just d- don't give me the movie don't give me the whole movie right now please and they didn't and i was like thankfully but like that was in the back of my mind it was a kind of like a fear in the back of my mind that that might happen and, yeah, and the funny thing is like you don't really you don't know you don't get to that moment until, until it happens, it happens. Right? <laughs> yeah. it sucks it's like yeah. it's like the biggest catch 22 i mean there's nothing you can do at that point all right, so shifting gears, moving out of the DC universe for now. Oh, wait, can we before before we leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. Um, I think we should get just a quick. This oh, not take right, 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 right. Just go through our, the list of the characters okay. and and discuss who we think is the most likely to die in this okay. movie. Yes, it's possible none of them die, right? I mean, it fuck, is, no one died. It would be in X Men, right? No one died. It's called Suicide Squad, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> Because we were watching those little vignettes, the little vignettes, and I was like, "Okay, some of these guys, I think, are goners." Right. Um, who do you? So, if you had to rank them, who's your who's your number one guy? As number far one, as like, this person's probably not going to make it. Going or to most die. likely to die. Okay, most likely to die. I honestly can't even think of his name right now. Is it Killjoy? <laughs> <laughs> that is a bad sign. What's his name? I can't think of it. Well, he's named after one of your favorite bands. The Strokes? Yeah, no. Uh, Slipknot. Slipknot. That's not one of my favorite bands. I know. I'm just Don't put that out there. People are going to think that. Okay, fine. Let's clarify. No, no, it's fine. Clearly, my favorite band is Creed. Thank you. (laughs) And um, no, Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot. Slipknot is a thousand percent dead. In this Honestly, dude, until I watched those vignettes, I didn't actually even realize he was part of Suicide Squad. I, I seen him in the trailers, and I thought he was just like part of the militia dude. or something that works with them or some shit. Right. Uh, no, he's one of the Suicide Squad he guys. He doesn't seem to have any discernible powers except. I think that he jumps at one point. He's jumps. He's like very heavily armed. Yeah. So he's yeah he's a goner. I would say I think Rick Flag has a chance of dying. Yeah. Um, and I, I think pick the one after that, Captain Boomerang, to me, seems like he might be a goner, too. You know who I think might be gone? Uh, beyond Slipknot, I think secondary to Slipknot, actually, is Killer Croc. Oh, Killer Croc, yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, didn't, I didn't consider him. I think, he, I think he'll make it. See, because I think what's going to happen is he's going to be like the real big tough guy, and he's going to be maybe kind of mean. But yeah. then the end, at the end of the movie, he's going to end up saving the rest of them and dying in the process it's gonna be so one of those Groot. kind of he's, he's, he's gonna be the group yeah he's their group um and then uh you know i could see uh el diablo taking and taking it i could see it. el diablo too and honestly like to be honest and it's mostly just because he's like he's he's a hispanic dude <laughs> i'm just like that guy's not gonna make it 
So yeah, I also kind of think Killer Croc is like his his whole thing must have been really expensive to put on screen. So if they kill him, they don't got to worry about it. In any they would other save movie. some cash. That's a good point. I mean, I think it's fair to say Harley Quinn's not dying. Yeah. Joker's not dying. I don't think Harley Quinn, Joker, Deadshot. I think those three are safe. Yeah, and then Katana and Enchantress just looks like too much of badasses to die in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think the three that I just mentioned are safe, and then everyone else to some degree has a chance of dying. But I think they're going to be real happy with the way Katana turned out, and I don't think they're going to kill her off either. All right, well, I'm glad we went through that. Yeah. Um, let's move over to Marvel, man. Let's move to Marvel. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you feeling ill at all? Do we need to call a doctor? Oh, man, I think we might. <laughs> What's his name? Well, it's uh, a card I have here says Strange. I don't. Strange, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's maybe French. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got a Doctor Strange trailer. This one was not quite as. I mean, it still is, but not quite as cryptic and inceptiony as the first one that we've seen. Oh, it's very inceptiony. It is inceptiony, but it's not like cryptically inceptiony. You know what I mean? Like where it's just like I don't even know what's happening here. We have a bit yeah. of a narrative in this trailer. Um. We see a lot more of a Baron uh, Mordo, M- Mondo, Mordo, Mordo, Baron, Baron Mordo. Mordo. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Um, and then we see, of course, more of Doctor Strange. We see more of the Ancient One. We see we see a little bit of Cassilius. Um, visually, this this trailer looks crazy dynamic. Um. You get to see all tons of special effects. Like, how much was the budget for this movie? It it's looks insane, like right? a $250 million movie. And, I mean, I, I legitimately mean that. It it looks expensive as hell. And I don't think it was that much, but it looks like an expensive movie, special effects-wise. So, I you know, we're, uh, later on, once we get through all these trailers, we're going to rank them. This is a bit of a... I'm, I'm kind of spoiling it right here. I thought I thought this trailer did the most for making me more excited about a movie that I was kind of like blah about before. Right. I mean, we might disagree on this. Like, okay. I guess you could say Justice League was like that, but we didn't really have anything to judge it on before. Right. Um, but like, I don't know, man. I, I think I think you kind of nailed the the big stuff. Like visually, it just looks really interesting. And we were just talking about how like we don't like trailers that spoil stuff. Like this this didn't spoil anything. It's no. it, it kind of it kind of fulfilled what I want in a trailer, which is just to kind of get you interested and make you want to see more. And that's that's kind of where I am right now with Doctor Strange, which is not a property I was ever really excited about to begin with. So um, it looks cool. It was cool to see, like, Cumberbatch in the full Doctor Strange outfit. Yeah, with the cape the and the head cape. This is a weird thing, but the score was really good, I thought, in that yeah. trailer. Um, visually, it's cool. There's some great actors in it. Um, and I really love the ending where he's like, is this like my new code name or something? It's like, no, that's just the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. Uh, Wi-Fi. It's nice. I don't know, man. It got me. It totally got me. I, I actually really liked that trailer. I thought it was really good. It was Here, really strong. Here's what I really liked about that trailer. This, this whole mystic arts, mystical creature stuff. It's the, the, what Marvel is doing with Dr. Strange. It's so different from all their other films. Right. So, but what they do a good job in this trailer, especially, is they tell a very brief narrative of, here's Doctor Strange. He was a doctor. Now he's a mystic guy. Here's how he becomes the mystic guy. He's going to have to train and study under this bald person. Okay, here's this other guy 
who's doing the same thing, but has been there for a while and is dubious of Doctor Strange uh, being able to pull this off. Here's this other guy who was a student, but has fallen from grace and is evil in some capacity and is trying to do something bad. And that's it. Like that's the basic narrative. We don't really know much more beyond that. There's no, any, there's not any real specific detail, but that's fine. It just lays the groundwork for what this movie is going to be about without spoiling anything. And that's what I like about it. Um, and then, you know, here are all the crazy visuals and here's how it takes place in this kind of mystic universe. Great. I, I mean, think, it's, it's yeah. really well done. I think, you know, if you had to be critical and we're, we're kind of talking a lot about just our trailer philosophy in general, <laughs> but like, you know, knowing what we know now about Dr. Strange, it's, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like once the movie starts, I find myself being like, a little maybe bored with the beginning because I know where they're getting. And I and I guess that would happen with any origin story. For the origin like, story, right. You know, <clears throat> he's going to end up as Doctor Strange. Right. Um, but maybe if with, with the first movie like this, maybe it, kind of playing devil's advocate here, maybe it would have been smart to never reveal him in his full Doctor Strange getup before the movie comes out because then you kind of have this anticipation and this excitement for that buildup. Right. Whereas now it's like we already have a bit of that payoff. So it's like the first half of this movie almost seems like it might still be interesting and it might still be funny, but we know where we know where we're ultimately getting right. Right. The second to the second half of this movie. Well, do you think it makes the first half a little irrelevant? Do you think they're going to, I wonder in terms of the story structure, like, is it going to be, do you think the first act of the film, he's going to be Dr. Stephen Strange? And, yeah. Yeah. That's how they, that's how they're building it. At right. Least, right. And then maybe in the second act moving forward. But so if that's the case, we're looking at maybe what, 30 minutes of not. Yeah. Doc- well, but I think, you know, there's still some things that are, 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 are not kind of clear from the trailer, like how he even gets involved <laughs> um, or how he even like, gets into this whole mystical right with the ancient one and the monks and all the ancient one right so i mean there's stuff there and i mean look you can look at batman begins as like an example right like most of that movie is bruce wayne just like learning how to be a fighter essentially right and like we know that at the end he's gonna be batman right um but i just kind of wonder especially because we've seen so many damn superhero origin stories if that's gonna if that's just gonna feel a little bogged down and boring I, i hope they find some way to make that interesting um, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Here. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, I, I'm, I'm into it, and I think it's cool, and I want to see where it goes. And I think it's there's a lot of potential for like some really cool set pieces. Definitely, in this movie. definitely. Uh, because man, it just looks stunning. Like it looks really cool. I love, and I don't know if you saw this. There's just the uh, there's the last thing that I'll say about it is that there's a little sequence where they show, I think it, they show Baron, and he's jumping. Like yeah. in the street, and it, that's literally the scene from the little gif that's that Doctor Strange gif where it shows them all like jumping in the streets, looking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's the scene, like that's that scene, and they actually show it for like a split second. And I was like, oh man, I hope they did that on purpose because that's hilarious. <laughs> um, this just well, this gets us closer to a Cumberbatch, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, scene. Oh yeah, talk about being facial hair bros. Yeah, probably won't happen. Beard bros. There's actually. Have you heard the speculation that Iron Man's gonna die in Spider-Man: Homecoming? No. 
I don't know where I read that. It's do not. Need... It's not a spoiler, so I don't have to say spoiler. It's a total is... rumor. I'm not even sure where I saw it, but like, do we need to see that movie together. That might, yeah, maybe. Mm, might have to plan that. That out. would be weird to kill him off in like not even his own movie. Not even his own movie. Not even technically a Marvel film. Like it is a Marvel film, but it's not. I know, right? Um, they're like, yeah, you can have Iron Man, but you have to kill him. Oh man, what if, what if they make Iron Man like sort of like his Uncle Ben? Like Peter tries to save Tony but fails. That's really interesting, man, because they're not doing the origin story, right? Right. So it's like he needs something to get him over that hump where he's like, <laughs> okay, I'm not. Did we just write this movie? <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll definitely be touching on that later. Um, I mean, I think there's definitely. Future podcast. It's not a spoiler. This is nothing. No, I've this read. is just this nothing is conjecture. confirmed. Conjecture. But I think, I think there's clearly going to have to be a move by Marvel at some point to transition to either a new Iron Man or just kind of give that character a rest because like Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be able to play that character forever. Right? Yeah, he's getting so, older and he's yeah. super expensive. He's like by far their most expensive actor and he's yeah. worth it. He's worth every penny, but like they can't be doing that forever, you know, right. for sure. Um, okay, man, let's move on uh, to the small screen, I guess for Marvel at Comic-Con. Uh, and we got a we got a, a little pattering of a bunch of different things uh, off of Netflix. We got Luke Cage trailer, we got a little bit of an Iron Fist teaser trailer, and we got like I don't even know what you would call this, but like a just the tip Defenders thing. Um, oh, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> just the tip, barely uh, even the tip. It's like a percentage of the tip. Yeah. It's just like the the very. It's like it's oh, just boy. like the breaking point of the tip. Oh, just okay i thought you were gonna get more (laughs) (laughs) so let's let's start with luke cage because that was the beefiest thing that we got out of these three Mm, yeah talk about okay we've had comments that we are we sound very homoerotic when we describe luke cage that's not helping i'm fine i'm fine with it that's true yeah i guess i don't really care gotta let your feelings flow um so we see luke cage by the way we get a wu-tang song yeah, that is pretty damn cool. And uh, for the for the trailer, so good, so good. Like just just right off the bat, when you hear the little piano 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 piece, piano piece is what I said. Piano piece. <laughs> oh, man, what the? Could that be? <laughs> Can that be like our band name? Piano piece. That's not that's not a very good band name, but that's piano pretty... keys. When you hear the piano keys at the beginning of the trailer. Right there, I was in. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Did not disappoint. We just basically see Luke Cage terminator his way through Harlem. Yeah. He's just getting shot and not caring. He's breaking off a car door. He's walking with the car door. And he's very slowly disabling a ton of dudes. <laughs> and that's really all there is to it. And it's a Dude, fantastic trailer. The car door? <laughs> he rips off a car door. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> it was my favorite thing in this trailer. This guy comes up to him, and, like, Luke Cage wraps the car door around that guy. Yeah. That guy's <laughs> stuck. That guy's like, stuck to the that wall. That guy just has a car door around him now. Like, he yeah. can't get out How of it. How do you even get that off of you? Like, <laughs> that was amazing. Yes. Like, I loved every second of that. So good. Um, uh, doesn't say yeah. much, you know. No, I mean, it, but it's the best way to kind of introduce that character, right? It's like, he is, you, you have to show what his powers are and, and in, in a very kind of visual style. Um, obviously we still have to see where this, where this show goes um, as far as character development and what the storyline is. Um, 
But as far as a teaser trailer, I don't know if you can do much better than that. No, it's, it's I mean, Netflix has shown that they can they can produce some really cool action sequences, mm-hmm. um, like really like legit some of the best fight scenes I've seen anywhere. Um, yeah, film in a or, movie, oh, yeah, or a TV show of all time. Yeah, uh, totally. So like they know how to do that, and this is another example of that. Um, yeah, I I love that. I'm 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 excited to see more. Also, uh, the obviously not much to go off though of of just the, that. Just what we saw there. The guy punching him in the face and his hand just like crumpling, like crumbling, like crumpling <laughs> into his face. Nice. That was a really cool little little bit there as well. But yeah, no, I completely agree. It looks like we're both super jazzed for Luke Cage, and I think most people should be. Um, can't wait to see more of that. Now that obviously leads into one of his future, I guess, teammates in Iron Fist. We get a little taste of Iron Fist and a really old iPod. Um, oh wait! Before we yeah, before we go into Iron Fist, can I just mention uh-huh. a comment? Like, Luke Cage takes place in Hell's Kitchen, right? I think so. Or Are we, is that confirmed? I think Do we know that? Harlem. Oh, okay. So it's a different okay. Because that okay, that would make more sense. Because I was about to say, like, all of a sudden, whatever neighborhood they're in got a lot blacker. Like, <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah. Like, you know, like Daredevil, Jessica blacker? Jones, apparently. T- Supposedly take place in the same place. Not nearly as many black people as the same place where Blue Cage is. Uh, I guess maybe if you told me this takes place somewhere else, then that explains it. I think but it's Harlem. If not, then it's kind of like, why am I seeing two versions? Of this? It is weird. Of... And if that is yeah. the case, that's definitely something we will touch on in more yeah. depth uh, later on. Um, okay, but going, going back to, to Iron Fist and Danny Rand, we get to see him a little bit. Um, by the way, just, you were the one that brought this up, but I think you're so on point. Um, Danny Rand with his beard and, and his, his full, like, you know, world weary traveler look that he's got going on bears a striking resemblance to winner of our one and only comic book characters podcast contest that we had a while back. Right. Uh, uh, Tommy Dybul. <laughs> Do we do we ever get confirmation? It's pronounced Dibel. It's not. Yes, it's Dibel. It's Dibel. And um, uh, dude, as soon as he pops up on screen, I've never met Tommy in real life. Yeah, um, I've only seen him on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, seems like a super nice dude. He's a super nice guy. And he likes, you know, he's followed the podcast, friend of the podcast. Um, amazing cosplayer, by the way. Also, amazing cosplayer. I hope he's listening to this episode. But I was like, and me, dude, who hasn't even met the guy, I was like, oh, that looks just like. T- <laughs> Oh <laughs> like well, man, how come Tommy didn't tell us he was in Iron Fist? How come we didn't tell us that he was Iron Fist? We should be interviewing him right now. Well, I know what he's going to be cosplaying at as at his next uh, convention, right? right? I mean, yeah, it's Iron pretty Fist. much tailor made for him. Totally, totally. Um, but yeah, we see a super old iPod, which I love how I pointed that out in a previous podcast, and it's like there's a shot of it in this trailer. Like they made a point. No, you to nailed that, dude. It was the, this one looks like it's like a unless it was just because it was in snow and like it was dark, but it looked it didn't look like the white one. But they only made them in white back then, right? Yeah. Did they make black ones? No, it was only in white. I think it was only in white. The click but wheels anyway. and stuff. Yeah, they're they're white. Um, anyway, um, we it's really short. So we basically see I think it's him. We see Danny in a looks like a, either a hospital or a mental asylum of some sort. He's all tied down to a bed. Struggling, uh, yep. he encounters some monks, a la Doctor Strange. Are these the same monks? 
I don't know. Are they the same? And as monks? I saw those monks, I was like, those are the those are the strange monks. Strange monks. Crossover. What if Strange is like recruiting him? Huh? Huh? Maybe. Oh, uh, that would be too weird. That'd be, that'd We're be crossing kind of streams. Oh yeah, never cross the streams. Except when it comes to Marvel properties, always cross the streams. Um, or except when it comes to a Ghostbusters reboot, which yep. apparently does not include the lines. No, it doesn't. I don't think they mentioned yeah. the streams. I, yeah, I'm trying to. Anyway, um, but yeah, we don't see a whole lot. We definitely don't see him fight anyone. He's mostly just walking around, uh, and or tied to a bed. But yeah. I, I gotta say, it didn't make me excited about Iron Fist. I mean, any more than I was previously. Uh, but I think you speak for the nation there. I don't think anyone is super excited, except for maybe Tommy, because he's like, "Oh, I'm finally being represented in Marvel." <laughs> <laughs> right. They've made a character that looks exactly like me. Yeah. So. Uh, um, it didn't. It didn't really move the the needle. The needle for me at all. Fist, did it move the fist for you? It didn't move my fists. In any direction. <laughs> in any, not up, down, not left or right. Yeah. Um, so the last thing is we get like a, a really, really tiny, just the tip, media bumper kind of thing of the Defenders, right? And it's just like a voiceover. You've got the, the Come As You Are Nirvana song. Um, one thing, okay, so one thing I actually will point out real quick about this is that I did like is they actually just used the Nirvana Come As You Are song. They didn't make some creepy girl sing it. They didn't change it into something else. Um, as you... All right, good. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. They didn't They didn't make children sing it. They yeah. didn't... It's just Kurt Cobain. They kind of slowed it down a little bit. It's a little echoey, but that's fine. At least it's just the normal song. Thank you for somebody for finally doing just that and not being weird about it. Um... But yeah, we basically just see like little, I don't know, it's like it's like they're stripping paper off of something and like each reveal is like in reference to one of the different characters, whether it's Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Iron Fist, or Luke Cage, and then it says like Defenders at the end. Um, yeah, I think we already spent more time on that trailer than we need to. Sorry, yeah. But it was just <laughs> the, like, that was, was it. That the music old. thing is what got me there. I was really, really happy. It was a good music choice. And that was the only thing that I kind of popped for, too. I was like, oh, that's badass. And then realized, oh, this is just like basically a nothing trailer. Right. Okay, man. Well, let's get moving. We've got a ton of stuff to cover still. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. There was a trailer that was released at San Diego Comic-Con. Unfortunately, that has not been released to the public. Uh, word on the street is that they they may never release this particular trailer ever. Yeah, I'm hearing, but uh, but we were luckily able to get a, a rundown, a read read through of what essentially. Do you happened. want me to read it and we can just kind of talk on it, riff yeah, on it as we just, go along? Okay. Go, so yeah, this is go. coming from GamesRadar.com. I've seen this description in other places, but this is the one I'm using right now. Uh, so we start off um, actually with a a Joan Jett song, uh, "Bad Reputation," which, by the way, for any freaks and geeks fans out there, that is the theme song for that show. This movie is written by. Um, John, John Francis, Francis Daly. Daly, who played Sam Weir. Obviously, he's a grown-up now. Um, and you also have Martin Starr in this movie. So uh, pretty... What, wait, what, what'd you say? <laughs> I just keep saying Izzy, though. Because he said he? he's an adult, and I'm like, Izzy, though. Oh, yeah. He 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 looks really different. Yeah. Um, my wife has the hot hots for him. Just Good throw that out there. Um, anyway, so starts off with that song, which is 
pretty hilarious to me because I feel like they're going for a bit of a Freaks and Geeks vibe here. Mm-hmm. So we see Peter. Uh, Peter wait, Parker, wait, wait, wait. Just sorry, real quick side tangent before yeah. we jump into this. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Stranger Things yet on Netflix, watch Stranger Things on Netflix, especially if you like Freaks and Geeks or anything like that, uh, like E.T. You are. You're killing me here, dude. I know, you I'm just sorry, but it's just, it made me think of it because of the, the thing. Just fine. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. But see Stranger Things, everyone. It's really great. All right. Uh, but actually, you know what, though? Before I even get into that, they show, apparently on this on this clip, they show old photos of Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, and Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, they're old, like, high school photos? I don't like know. Like, the actors that play them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, and it's supposed to be really funny. And it's kind of like showing, like, oh, uh, you, you have to start somewhere, essentially, for all these right. superheroes. So we see uh, Tom Holland. Uh, he's in class and he's watching a video of himself fighting giant, the giant Ant Man uh, from Civil War. Um, he has to answer a question in class, and uh, even though he's being distracted, he still answers the question correctly, <laughs> uh, which I guess is just a slight hint that he's a smart kid. Yeah. Um, I think he's supposed gains... to have like genius level intellect. So yeah, right. And he gets an eye roll from his classmate, played by Tony Rivellori, who we find out. Yeah, if this if this information is correct, he's playing Flash. Flash Thompson, which is crazy because that's like the jock bully character from the Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, not who I would picture Tony Rivellori. Yeah, man, he's a lobby boy. Whatever. Yeah, interesting. Um, So then uh, Peter eats lunch with his friend Ned, which is played by Jacob Batalon, and then he checks out his crush Liz, played by Laura Harrier. Um, Super diverse cast. If you guys want to look up these people, Uh, people's names, I definitely see. Well, no, the other thing is there is speculation that Liz might be Liz Allen, uh, who is Harry Osborn's girlfriend in the Spider-Man universe, like in the comic universe. Yeah. So, um, Peter says we should probably stop staring before it gets creepy, though. And then Michelle, who's played by Zendaya, who's like one of the first people we mentioned being right. cast in this movie, says, "Too late, you guys are losers, losers." I'm imagining she does a little L sign on her head, probably. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, there's a sign of definitely Peter, an eye roll, at least. Yeah, uh, making artificial webbing in secret during science class. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing sit-ups in gym when he overhears Liz and her clique of friends talking about the Avengers. And this is a quote. So for me, it would be F Thor, marry Iron Man, and kill Hulk, one girl says. Dude, Good choices, by the way. Yeah. I mean, if this if you were wondering if this is going to be a John Hughes movie, like, uh, yeah, this is pretty much a John Hughes movie. That's so good, though. I was yeah. like, that's I'm so happy to hear that. That just sounds so perfect. Yeah. And then the girl says, uh, but what about the Spider-Man? You know he lives here. And then someone says, oh, my God, she's crushing on Spider-Man. Her friends make fun of her. Um, and then Peter is, like, blushing, I guess, at this right, point. Right, like, he probably, like, jumps up and it's like, what? Yeah. Um, Peter's in class. He gets a message, maybe, from Tony Stark, and he has to leave. Uh, Michelle, who's played by Zendaya, asks, where are you going? What are you hiding, Peter? And then you get a montage of kick-ass action sequences of Spider-Man doing his thing. And then we're back to Peter Parker's blank face as he tries desperately to think of an excuse. Just kidding. I don't care. She tells him, <laughs> bye. Uh, screen goes dark. That's pretty much the end of it until you realize that there's a little bit of a tag at the end of this trailer, and it is a giant, intimidating vulture flying down, trying to grab something. You can only imagine he's probably trying to grab Spider-Man. From the concept art, it seems like Vulture has a mask of some sort, so it's very possible this is like a full... CGI or an actor inside there, and probably not. Um, Michael Keaton. Uh, jeez, why am I blanking on his name? Michael Keaton. Uh, but anyway, 
that's it, man. That's the whole scene. Um, I think just reading this, it's very clear they're going for a Freaks and Geeks, John Hughes vibe. I think mm-hmm. I've even read the creators saying that or other people describing it that way. Right. That's got to be music to your ears, right? Love I mean, it. Exactly. I mean, again, just after having seen Stranger Things, which also has a very Freaks and Geeks guy. What? Golly, I can't talk today. Freaks and Geeks vibe. <laughs> guy oh man god dude love the guy love the guy i love the guy in this room right now um so that that kind of writing style and those kind of character interactions are so much fun when they're done correctly and that's what it sounds like that this movie is doing and so what that tells me is not just the spider-man sequences are going to be fun and enjoyable but just the him being in school stuff should be plenty of fun. And and that's exciting because that means it's most likely going to be a very enjoyable, well-rounded film. Uh, I know it's I early. To, I hate to cut you off, but we got to keep... Let's, let's no, try I, to keep these into a quick little... Quick little takes. Little One thing about uh, Vulture I just want to say real quick is that like, I hope they don't do like a Green Goblin from the first Spider-Man movie where it looks like a Power Ranger villain. I don't want that. I don't. I don't want that. But hopefully, that's not what happens. Well, yeah, um, but you can't. You can't really do Vulture. You're talking about Vulture. Yeah. Can't really. Like, do you really want Vulture to look like the comics though? Looks kind no, of no, 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 no. I don't want yeah. him as the comics, and I don't want him as a Power Ranger villain. Figure something else so, out. You're Hollywood. You got millions of dollars. You guys figure it out. Um, okay. So just, along the same lines, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh yeah, yeah, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy did the same thing. They released a, a trailer, but they didn't, or not a trailer, but just, I guess, clips and didn't actually release those to anyone. Yeah. Uh, here's the description. It's a full scene featuring Yondu and Rocket escaping from a jail cell in what looks like a massive space station with the help of Baby Groot, which is what they're calling him, apparently, Baby Groot. Groot, it seems, is being kept as a pet by the captors who declare him too adorable to kill. <laughs> Not wrong. That's in quotes, so I imagine that's in the trailer. Not wrong. Um, yeah, right. Uh, the captors are abusive to poor baby Groot. How, how, how dare you? And once he helps Yondu and, and Rocket escape, he, exact delicious, he exacts delicious, adorable revenge on the leader. Um, from what I'm reading here, it seems like uh, Guardians is, 2 is leaning more towards the 13 part of PG-13. Uh, quite a few <laughs> oh, yeah. bodies hit the floor, if you will. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, there's also a scene which gets a little graphic where uh, Kurt Russell makes an appearance as Ego, um, Star-Lord's father, who's also a planet who takes human form. Yeah. Um, Drax questions whether this form that he's now created, which is Kurt Russell, uh, includes a penis. Yeah, that actually is in the trailer. To which uh, Ego responds, yes, Drax, I do have a penis. A pretty good one, too. (laughs) Uh, anyway, uh, I'd spend more time on that, but I think that's about it. Any any reactions from that, man? I mean, I'm just excited to see what Baby Groot's up to. That that sounds adorable. That is interesting. Like, it's hard for me to picture like Baby Groot, like mess, like fucking shit up. Like, what? <laughs> what's he doing? Yeah, what is he? Does doing? he have like a slingshot? Like, what is he? What's he up to? That would be awesome if he had a slingshot. I would. I'd be all for that. And he could just um, pull off little branches off of himself and shoot him at people or whatever. I know. Yeah. So we're still on Comic-Con stuff. <sighs> yeah. But there's one last thing, and that is the Lego. Actually, no, there's two things. Um, but let's do this one first. Yeah. Lego Batman trailer. Um, dude, this looks pretty hilarious. I mean, we're not. Uh, this this would actually be the trailer to play. To play if we were going to play one. Yeah. So many good clips. Um, I love the whole Robin storyline. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the big reveal. Like, yeah. all up to this point, 
Lego Batman movie. All we've ever seen is Batman. We thought it was just going to be centric to Batman only. But bam, the big reveal is that Robin is actually in the Lego Batman movie and plays a very central part to the story. Uh, voiced by none other than Michael Sarah, which yeah. is pretty crazy. Doesn't actually kind of sound like Michael Sarah. I was surprised about that. But yes, please continue. Uh, no, no, I think you were right on, right on top of that, right, right on board, right on what? Right on. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, it's happening to me, dude. There you go. It's contagious. Um, no, it's awesome. Like I, I, I love the Batman character in the Lego Batman. Will movies. Arnett's so perfect, so perfect for this. He's so awesome. Uh, like, whoever's he's just so like, he's just so like proud of himself and like, <laughs> and he's just like, he's just kind of like a dick. Like he's very selfish. Like he doesn't really like, I don't know. He's, um. He's like easily annoyed by other things that are happening around him, and he he very much like relishes the whole Batman aesthetic of just black everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's it looks hilarious. Like it seems like exactly the kind of thing that's like in our wheelhouse, where it's like nerdy. It's jokes that are like very much targeted to people who like comic books and these kind of movies. So. Yeah, I don't know. It looks super promising. It is. I'm, I'm excited it about does. it. I was worried that this kind of spinoff was going to be like a like a like a like a pale, you know, clone of the Lego Movie. Yeah. Uh, or like a like you know what I mean, like a bad representation of it. But no, this is this is it seems just as quality as the Lego Movie. I, I also feel like the timing's perfect because if there's a Batman to make fun of of all the Batmans that we've had, like the one from BVS, I think is the most right for just mocking right mm-hmm. and like this this feels like very like much that's exactly what they're doing yeah a shot at that movie which it can't possibly be because this was like done before or like i think it's just yeah it came out. it's just like perfect timing serendipity uh because it's exactly the right kind of movie to make fun of just the overly serious aspect of that character uh so anyway yeah i'm all on board um yeah. So, okay, so la- I, think last I think we need to cut short a little bit stuff, some of the stuff we we're going to talk about, unless you think we can handle it all. I, I, okay. The, I, think, I, I think, I think there's some important news we still got to hit here. Okay. Um, but let's, do you want to talk? We, we have one last trailer. So for Comic Con. Yeah, let's no, no, definitely want to hit this. And I, d- I definitely want to hit a couple of casting casting uh, corners, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. So, uh, the last trailer that we have, and then real quick, we'll run down like what's our favorite trailer, I guess, is. Um, so Fox's released or FX, I guess, Fox released what their X-Men related projects going to be. Um, and it's going to be Legion, which in the comic books is the son of Charles Xavier. I don't know if they're going to do that in the show, but they do mention that he's a mutant. Um, so that's going to be on FX too, not just Fox, but FX, the FX channel. And, um, so basically, um, Legion is a mutant, the son of Charles Xavier, who is maybe the most powerful mutant in the world. He has a variety of powers, kind of like Apocalypse, but he's also schizophrenic, and his powers are divided amongst his personalities. That's Again, that's the comic book version. Now, in this trailer, it's a very frantic, like, confusing-as-hell a series of images. It's basically like a guy, it's like a mental patient talking to what we assume might be some doctors of some sort. And they're trying to get to the bottom of whatever's going on with him. But we get a lot of weird, dreamy kind of sequences going on visually. And to me, this is a really interesting trailer. Um, I'm just, the thing I worry about, it, it's almost like a psychedelic 
Dr. House, like from House, the show House, kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of. But but what worries me about this show is that it's so weird that it won't find an audience. And that's my one concern. But it looks it looks very uh, interesting and engaging to me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about that too much. I think for as far as a comic book property, that's probably the most impressive I've ever seen a TV show look. I mean, some of the effects on there were like really cool yeah. and and it was really intriguing. I like the idea that they're it's an X-Men show, but it's still it doesn't feel it's more grounded, very expansive. Right? It's kind it's of like about one main character and right. it's a good way of maybe introducing some of these fringe X-Men characters into it, but um but the main storyline being about just trying to figure out where this guy comes from and what his powers are. I think that always tends to work really well. I mean, the problem with this kind of show is like once he does get to the point where his powers are um, understood and like you know what they are, where do you kind of go from there? And that that might be the the, the tricky thing. But um, as far as what this trailer is trying to sell us of uh, this guy trying to figure out what his powers are and everyone else trying to figure them out, I think that's I think that's pretty good stuff. And I like I like uh, the actor Dan Stevens, who, by the way, for those who don't know, played Matthew Crawley in Downton Abbey, um, which is maybe the whitest show of all time. But um, uh, pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, and you probably didn't even realize he's British, but yeah, the British are taking all all the American actors, all the jobs. superhero roles, or all yeah. the all the yeah comic character roles. Um, yeah, it looks super interesting, and I'm there's some I, really cool really uh, dude. There were some really cool shots in that. In yeah. that trailer, and uh, there's like the dance sequence, weird, like, the dance sequence, like it. This almost looked like a, a like art house movie or yeah, something. Yeah, it reminded me of um a little bit of like Southland Tales. Like remember that movie? Yeah, was, uh, yeah, which is a, a disaster, but like had some cool moments yeah, too. Yeah, right. Um, um, or like Pushing Daisies a little bit too. Yeah, I, no, I was the really surreal by it. shows like that. Uh, maybe I, was like, like, by it. David I, think, Lynch. I think there's some potential there. Definitely. Um. Okay. Now. We're going to speed through this, but we, we, we have come to what a lot of people seem to think is the, the best part of our show. And that's another rousing trip to Casting Corner. Nice. And we have super big Casting Corner news this week. Uh, it's coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, it's probably the biggest casting news that's come out in quite a while. And that is that Brie Larson, uh, Academy Academy Award winning Brie Larson, isn't that, isn't that right? Uh, yep. For Room? The Room? Yep. Um, or is it just room? It's room. It's just room because the room room is a totally different thing. Um, Academy Award winning room uh, or actress in room, Brie Larson, and also uh, welcome to the Evans list because she was in Scott Pilgrim. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, she plays uh, Envy Adams, and uh, she's Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe. So this 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 firmly entrenches a couple of things here. One, they've got another stellar stellar casting for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Two, we now have a female-led vehicle Marvel Cinematic Universe film coming out definitively with Brie Larson, and that's that is fantastic. Um, I think she's going to kill it. Hopefully, they get a good director and screenwriter and such on board. But this is as good of a first step as you could make. Yeah, I agree, man. And Captain Marvel's having a bit of a moment right now with the whole Civil War. Yeah. Um, you know, storyline in the comics. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that. I think that's going to be great. I, I really do like her. Um, it's funny. She was in a show called, um, 
oh, what the hell was it called? It starred, I think it was on Showtime, and it was about a woman who had like multiple personalities. The, uh, mul- the United uh, States of Tara? The United States of Tara. Yeah, she played her daughter. And like at one point, she dresses up almost like a superhero type character, which she uses to like make money online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is really funny, but like it made me think of that when when they announced that she was going to be Captain Marvel. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, she was awesome in Room, um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really know much about her before that TV show. And it's obviously she has uh, quite a bit of range and is a good actress. There's so. another movie I think it's called Short Term Twelve, which I haven't seen, but is like the critics rave about that film, and she's yeah. in it. Apparently she, well, she she really blew me away with Room, which I thought was just an awesome movie. Such a good movie. Um, so I was happy to hear it. And again, Marvel. I kind of feel just... like, and tell me what you think, but I feel like Brie is now kind of positioning herself as the next Jennifer Lawrence in a way. Like yeah, she's maybe. she's this really actually legit good actor or actress, and but she's now going into a more sort of pop culture um role with captain marvel in the mcu you know kind of like with mystique yeah um but you know she's balancing the two like silver linings playbook x-men you know days of future past like you know room captain marvel you know yeah it's so, true. Like, good good job so this is gonna be in her agent is this gonna this is gonna be for her own movie right yes this is like the captain marvel movie yeah you think captain marvel shows up in infinity war oh yeah i think so yeah, but, but wouldn't that come out before the Captain Marvel movie? Oh, well, maybe, but maybe she yeah. shows up before, and no, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I think that now that Marvel has Brie Larson on board, they're gonna stick her where they can, kind of thing. Like, you know, when you have that pedigree of an actor out there, you you you, you use her as much as you can or as much as the contract allows. Yeah. Um, any other last quick thoughts on Brie Larson as Captain Marvel? No, man, I'm excited about it. I think it's a great yeah, choice. Me too. Uh, real quick, the last thing. This is the last thing for the cast corner, and then we're actually going to close out the podcast on this. Uh, it's kind of small, but kind of big news at the same time, because uh, we've complained about this before, especially with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, It's like, what are they doing? Are they really connected to the MCU in any way? How come they don't ever bring any Marvel characters into the show? Well, they're, they're bringing kind of a big character now, Ghost Rider. So that thing, that image that we saw before with the buses or the subway or whatever, with the, the chain on fire, and we're like, wait, does that mean Ghost Rider? That means Ghost Rider, right? They wouldn't bring Ghost Rider to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That doesn't make any damn sense. Why would they do that? There's no way they could afford that. No, that's what they did. It's exactly what they did. That's what they did. Uh, Ghost Rider is going to be in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's not the Ghost Rider you're thinking of. It's not Johnny Blaze. Thanks, uh, Marvel, for creating that amazing name for a character. Johnny Blaze. <laughs> uh, no, this is actually a different Ghost Rider there are multiple Ghost Riders in the Marvel uh, universe. Uh, this one is Robbie Reyes, which is cool because mm-hmm. now we've got uh, Hispanic flavor uh, injected into the show and into the, just the Marvel television and cinematic universe, which it needs. It definitely needs more diversity. Uh, uh, played by, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Gabriel Luna. Yep, that's right. He was right. in True Detective. That's True the only Detective. thing I know that, that I've right. seen that he's been in. So the, real quick, though, just a breakdown for Robbie Reyes is he has a younger brother and there's a very familial, familial, wow. Uh, familiar? Di- fam- no, like fam- oh. familial. Nope. Um. <laughs> nope. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Keep going. I no, I, 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 no, I okay. can't say it. A family centric dynamic. I'm going to go there. 
because I just can't say it right now. My brain's not working. Um, there's a very family centric dynamic to the to, to those two characters, the uh, Robbie and his and his brother. Um, so I think they're going to play with that. I think they're going to play with that because the the whole cast of Agents of Shield with Phil Coulson is like kind of like the dad figure. Mm-hmm. Um, they play with a lot of family themes in that show, and I have a feeling that's how they're going to kind of link it together. Because otherwise, I don't know how the hell they're going to do this. Ghost Rider does not fit as a character on Agents of Shield, like the way the character works. So I don't know. Also, he doesn't have a motorcycle. He's driving like a Camaro now. Whatever. I don't care. They can change it if they want. I'm sure people are going to be mad about it. My only other main concern is this. I don't think they can afford to make his head on fire, like a skull on fire for the show. And if they do try to do it, it's probably not going to look great. That is my main concern with this uh, with this announcement. So I am going to uh, say something to pretty much uh, assuage your assuage? assuage. I know how to spell it. Uh, your fears. Um, not only does he drive a muscle car instead of a motorcycle, and this is key, and this is probably why they chose Robbie Reyes. Uh, instead of his head changing into a flaming skull, he wears a flaming helmet. Uh, so I think that's probably the way they get around it, dude. Okay. I think it'll be fine. I mean, um, okay, that's fine. That's great. They must have known. They must have known, like, hey, we can't afford this. Yeah. So. No, I'm sure that, w- and that's like one of the things I said like a while ago. Is like that there's there's, if you're gonna introduce Ghost Rider into Shield, like you have to make a different version of him, and they ended up choosing a different version of Johnny Blaze. Which honestly, like, why even do Johnny Blaze again after Nick Cage's uh, turn as him? Um, crushed it. Crushed. You've I mean, caged. just. Just turned into ashes. Um, <laughs> Crushed it into ashes and pulp. So right. I don't know, man. I'm I'm cool with it. I really don't have any problem with it. It's cool that they're introducing a Hispanic character, but and like a legit Marvel day, character too. At the end of the day, it's still on Ages of Shield, so I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> That's, true. That's totally true. I'll send you like little one minute clips every now and again. It's probably your extent <laughs> of exposure to it. But I mean, the, the the really great news for this is that the main main complaint for Agents of Shield has been like, is this really a Marvel show? Because you guys don't really interact with Marvel characters at all for the most part. And here you go, man, Ghost Rider. I mean, that's that's a well known character. That's a that's yeah. someone that people know. So, or at least the comic nerds know. And anyway, whew, man, just not Johnny Blaze though. Sandy, yeah, just not the one that they're familiar with. Uh, <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con 2016, man. Uh, going back to it real quick, what was your favorite trailer? What is your, well, what that's was right. Your we got to do the list. So I kind of gave this away earlier, but so I, I really I really enjoyed Doctor Strange. I know I'm such a fucking Marvel no, no, mark, it's but fine. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange was my favorite. I think uh, just because it was so different and, and just such a departure from BVS, I would say Justice League was my second favorite. Uh-huh. And then... Um, and then I'm going to say Wonder Woman after that. Do yeah. you want to keep going or yeah. just top three? Uh, top three is uh, fine. All right. Okay. So my, right, top, my, my top three are actually it's a sweep by DC for me. Nice. Lego Batman. Um, how, wait, how can you even include that? In this? What do you mean? I don't know. It's just so different. Like, but it's amazing. It's, like it's perfect. Straight comedy. It's just, all right, all right, it's all right. just exactly I, what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, Lego Batman was my favorite and most enjoyable. 
um, Justice League sneak peek slash trailer because one, it was just really well done, but it also it's showing me that it, the the universe is turning almost like 180 degrees back to something that that I think is going to be vastly more enjoyable and superior to what they've done so far. And then the Wonder Woman trailer because I just think the it's really close. Like Wonder Woman and Doctor Strange are extremely close, but I think the you know some of the the key action sequences within Wonder Woman were just so impressive to me. Yeah. So I really feel like this is by far the first and maybe not hopefully not only year in which DC came out a little bit stronger than Marvel did. Um, not that Marvel's was bad. Marvel's was great. And I think if maybe we had seen that Spider-Man trailer or the Guardians trailer, we might be singing a different tune. But what DC came out with was really strong and hopefully they can build on this momentum moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny that two that we haven't seen are like the two new ones, right? I mean, the stuff that we haven't really seen much at all. Right. Um, it seems like everything that we got that we've already kind of seen aspects of. I guess Justice League we haven't, but you know, we, we are familiar with uh, a couple of those characters. Um, so we'll see, man. I mean, hopefully I would imagine we're going to be getting some Spider-Man and Gardens of the Galaxy footage pretty soon, um, especially if they have it. But but you're right. DC, as far as as far as like fans who weren't there and couldn't attend Con or just kind of experiencing it um, secondhand, right? DC really wins the weekend. The week. Yep. So kudos to DC. Uh, good job, DC. Good job. And um, you know, once we do get those images and videos out of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Guardian Galaxy Volume Two, we'll definitely be talking to them. Uh, here on comic book characters so make sure to stay tuned with us uh, week in and week out don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes and if you like it and review it um, let us know how you feel and what you'd like to see on future episodes we'll be happy to oblige hit us up on twitter and so forth as well as uh, the facebook comment page and all of that jazz uh, anything else you fair, uh, care to say before no, just, close out? yeah just you go out there six. and yeah, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, like you said, and rate us and review us. It's the, the best way for us to get more uh, attention and get more people to listen to this show. So, yeah, and, and if please you like the show if you listen to it. Every to comment and week, let us know. Yeah, right. Let us know what you um, want. To but here. no, man, I think that should do it. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll be back with you guys next week with not nearly as much news. <laughs> I can't imagine it will be. But you know, there were a couple of things that we didn't get to this week that we'll we'll, we'll try and touch cover on. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, until then, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super, everyone. Later, guys. Bye.